As we learned in the first couple of Mishnahs of this Perek, a Nara, a woman who is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half years old, who has received Kiddushin from a man. The Halacha is in order for her to reach a stage of Hafras Nadarim, where her Nadarim are annulled, she requires both her father and her future husband to do Hafara to annul the vow, and then she'll be permitted. Now, we explained that the ability of her future husband to annul her Nadarim, really she's not yet under his authority. She's still under the authority and living in her father's house. So the entire ability which the Torah gave her husband to annul her is only based on the fact that her husband is joining in with the annulling of her father. But he hasn't got a right in his in, in itself. One ramification of that is as we saw in Mishnah Base, if before they are married her father dies, so only the husband is left there, the husband is not able to annul the vow by himself now, because his entire ability is only by joining to the hafaros nadarim of her father. Now, another ramification of this is that once she gets fully married, the ability of her husband to annul her nadarim comes from a totally different place. It's no longer that the husband is joining together with the father's hafaras nadarim. Rather, he now has his own right, but he only receives this new own right at the time that, of the Nisuin, of the full marriage, once they are fully married. And because of that, if she makes a neder after she receives Kedushin, but before she does Nisuin, when the marriage is completed. In such a case, once they are fully married, the, the husband is not able to annul those Nadarim which she made before then. Because he only received this new right, which is not based on the right he had until now. It's now a new right to Dwarf Faras Nadarim, and that only begins from the time of the full marriage, in which case it has no bearing on Nadarim which she made before being fully married. So the Mishnah says, The custom of righteous people was that just before one's daughter would go out of his authority, meaning just before she would be fully married, he would say to her, any nadarim which you might have made a neder whilst you were in my house under my authority, they are annulled, I am annulling them now. And similarly, the future husband, the one who performed Kiddushin with her, before she enters into his authority, so before they get fully married, he should say to her, which you made until now, until you are coming into my authority, they are annulled. Of course, he is only talking about the Nadarim which she made from the point that he did Kiddushin. The point is they are making sure that they annul the Nadarim now, because once she enters into his authority, even he, the husband, is not able to annul the Nadarim which he has made until then, for the reason that we explained. And therefore it was their custom to do this process just before she got married in order to make sure that she would not go into the marriage with any Nadarim which would not be able to be annulled. The reason why this was the custom of the righteous people is because it is a good thing to annul, annul the Nadarim. Because in general, it's not considered to be a good thing to have Nadarim upon oneself in case he violates the Nadar. And then he would have done Navera. And therefore, it is generally considered preferable to annul a Nadar. Mishnah Hale, although strictly speaking, the husband can only annul her Nadarim by himself without the father. Once they are fully married, they are husband and wife. According to Rabbi Yezer in this Mishnah, there could be a case even before they are fully married, he has only done Kiddushin with her, that he is able to annul her Nadarim by himself. 
And we mentioned this in passing a couple of Mishnahs ago, but here the Mishnah says it in detail. The halacha is, once a man has done Kiddushan on a woman, so they can decide when to go with the full marriage. Once he tells her that he, he is interested in getting fully married and he wants to go through the chuppah and the suin process, she is given one year to prepare herself for the wedding. Or if she has been married before, if she is a widow, then she's only given 30 days because she requires less time to prepare herself. As well as that, if she became a begeres before he said he wants to get married, so the 12 months, the, the year starts ready from when she became a begeres. Once she is of that age, so even before he has asked her if they can go through the entire marriage process, once she reaches that age, she anyway starts preparing for the wedding, and therefore the year would start from then. So the Mishra says, Begeres, a Begeres once she has waited an, an entire year, or a woman whose future husband said that he's interested in getting married fully, and she waited those 12 months. The Almona, when it comes to a widow, she has waited 30 days since her husband said that he wants to get fully married. In all of these cases, the date of the wedding has come. It has arrived. And halacha is, once that date has arrived, even if for some reason they don't end up getting married on that day, the husband is already obligated to support her from then. And Abeliezer says, Since her future husband is from then obligated to support her, to provide for her food, Yofer, he is able to annul her nidorim alone, even without her father. However, say, certainly not. As we've learned until now, the husband can only do her farah once she has entered into his authority properly. Only then can he do it by himself. But until then, the entire ability of the husband to annul her nidorim is only by joining himself to the annulling of her father. Because he can never do it by himself until they are fully married. So what indeed is the reason of Rebeliezer? The Gemara explains with an important rule. And this rule is really the entire reasoning and basis for Hafaras Nadarim. And that is, Ishal Das Balonideres. When a woman makes a neder, she has in mind that she is doing it only to the extent that her husband is happy with the neder. And because of that, her husband has the ability to another neder, in a general case. And Abeliezer says that this reasoning applies already from the moment that she is being supported by him. If she's being supported by him now and not her father, so she makes the neder only to the extent that her husband wants it, because he's now supporting her. And therefore, already from that moment onwards, according to Rebeliezer, her husband alone would be able to annul her nadarim. Which of all, the halach is that if a man marries a woman, and then he dies without having had any children, there is a mitzvah upon the brother of that man who died to marry the dead man's wife. This is known as yibum, and if the dead man has multiple brothers, then one of them needs to marry her. And in fact, they need to marry her even without first performing Kiddushin. In general, a man marries a woman in two stages. First, he acquires the woman, and then he's able to marry her properly under the chuppah. However, when it comes to Yibum, you don't need to acquire her, you don't even need to go through the chuppah process. Rather, one needs to have relations. He's already able to have relations with her, and, he is, and as soon as he has relations with her, they are considered to be fully married, and that is how the Yibum is done. Now, the fact that Kedushin is not required, and they're able to have relations immediately, that makes it evident that there is some sort of connection already now between the Yovam, the Yovam is the dead man's brother, 
and the Shemeris Yavam, who is the dead man's wife, who is waiting for the Yavam to perform Yibam. Already now, before the Yibam has taken place, there is some sort of connection known as a Zika, which is a weak marital connection and relationship between the Yavam and the Shemeris Yavam. The question of our Mishnah is whether this Zika, which exists between the Yavam and the Shemeris Yavam, is enough to give the ability to the Yavam to annul the Nadorim of the Shemeris Yavam, just like a husband is able to do so for his wife. Or perhaps, because this is a much weaker connection, he's not able to annul the Nadarim. Now, although a Yavam does not need to do Kiddushin to acquire the Shemeris Yavam, what happens if he does? Kiddushin done from a Yavam with a Shemeris Yavam is known as Mamar, and there's a discussion whether that has any significance with the Eraisa in strengthening their marital connection and relationship. So the Mishnah tells us, Shemeris Yavam, a woman whose husband has died and she is waiting for a Yavam to marry her, to perform Yibam, Bainli Yavam Echad, whether there is one Yavam, meaning the man who died only had one brother, Bainli Shnei or whether there are two Yavamin, there are two or more brothers of this dead man. In such a case, we're not sure which one is going to end up doing Yibam. So it could be argued that in a case where there are multiple brothers, the connection which she has with each one is much weaker because she's not necessarily going to perform Yibam with them. And it's important to note that we are talking about a case where one of the brothers did Mamar. He performed Kiddushin on the Avama. According to Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer says, Yofer, the one who performed Mamar with that woman is able to annul her because Mamar is valid just like any other, other Kiddushin. Now, if it's valid like Kiddushin, that means he's not able to annul the vow by himself. He needs to annul it with her father. However, if this woman was already fully married to the man who died, so we've learnt earlier on in this Perek, that if she is fully married, then she's left the authority of her father, and her father is never able to annul her again. However, we're talking about a case where she only received Kiddushin from the man who has died, which means that once he dies, she does return to her father's authority and he is able to annul her And in such a case, there is still an obligation of Yibum, even though there was only Kiddushin. Even in that case, there is an obligation of Yibum. So in such a case, once the Yavam performs Kiddushin, known as Mamar, on the Shemeris Yavam, so now both her father, together with this man, with this Yavam, can annul her nether together. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm Rabbi Yeshua, says, In a case where there is only one Yavam, one brother, he is able to do hafara. He can annul her nedarim. But not in a case where there are two brothers. According to Rabbi Yeshua, Mamar is not considered valid mid So we don't view them as now that he did Kiddushin with her. However, according to Yeshua, the natural Zika, the connection which exists between a Yovam and a Yavama, because they are destined to marry each other, even without them doing anything, that in itself is strong enough to give the ability to the Yovam to do Hafaras Nadorim. However, that is only if there is only one brother. If there's more than one brother, then we're not sure which one is going to end up marrying her. The one who will end up marrying her, already from now, has a Zika. But if there are multiple brothers, we're not sure which one is going to end up marrying her. And so none of them are able to annul her nadarim, rather only in a case where there is only one Yavam, in which case the Zika is stronger and he has got the ability to annul her nadarim. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Whether there's one Yavam or more than one Yavam, 
two or more of them, they are not able to annul her neder. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, neither Mamar nor Zika is strong enough it's a weaker connection than a regular Kiddushin, and therefore the husband does not get the ability to annul her nidorim. Now, Omar Beliezer, Beliezer, who said that regardless of how many brothers there are, if a Yom does Mamar, then he is able to annul her nidorim, and Beliezer reasons as follows. If when it comes to a woman, a regular woman who one acquires himself, he does Kiddushin with her, the Torah gave him the ability to annul Hanadorim together with her father, a woman who from heaven they they acquired her to him, meaning here there is a connection between them, even without him doing a Kiddushin. We already view them as being somewhat connected. It's not all the more so, that he, the Yavam, should be able to annul Hanadorim. In the case of the Torah, or Hashem, makes her husband die, and creates a connection between her husband's brother and her. So all the more so, if this connection is made by the Torah, not by man, all the more so that the Torah would give the ability of Afar Sadarim in such a situation. Amar Rehakiva. Rehakiva said to him, Loi, no, you can't make that argument. If you're talking about a woman who a man acquired her himself via Kedushin, so in such a case, there is a connection existing only between him and her. He is destined to marry her. No other man has any authority over her. So can you say the same thing regarding a woman who is a Shemeris Yavam, who the Torah created this acquisition and this connection to the brothers? But there is authority to other brothers as well. In a case of Yibum, it's not always true that there's only one Yavam. There could be multiple brothers. Do you want to say in that case that each one has a strong connection? Just like in a regular case of Kedushin? In the case of Kedushin, he's the only one who has control and authority over her. Over here where there are multiple men who will possibly do Yibum, you can't say that each one has that same level of authority. Omar Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said to Rabbi Akiva, Akiva, the whole argument is only in a case where there are two Yavamin, two brothers. But you, Rabbi Akiva, hold that even in a case where there is only one brother, he is not able to do Afaras Nadarim. So, what do you answer in a case where there is only one Yavam? Why in that case can he not do Afaras Nadarim? Oh my lord, Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Yeshua, because the connection which there is in a Yavama Gemur la Yavam, a Yavama Shemaris Yavam, is not considered to be as connected, and the marriage is not considered to be as solidified to the Yavam, Kishem Shaharusa Gemur la Isha. To the same extent that a woman who has received Kiddushin is considered properly connected and acquired by her husband. And this is proven by the fact that if somebody else were to have relations with a woman who has received Kiddushin, in that case it's like they're having relations with a fully married woman. They're liable to the death penalty by Bastin. On the other hand, if somebody else, a random person, has relations with a Shmeris Yavam, they're not liable to the death penalty. They only receive a lighter punishment of Malchus, of being lashed. We see that the connection between the Shemeris Yovam and the Yovam is considered a much weaker connection, and therefore if somebody else comes in the middle and has relations with her, they would not be liable to the death penalty. Mrs. Zayn, Ha'imele Ishtai, one who says to his wife, and the same would apply to a father who says to his daughter, Any Nadorim which you will make between now and when I come back from a particular place. Let's say he's going away for a couple of weeks, 
And he says, within the next couple of weeks, any Nadorim which you make, Harahim Kayomen, I am doing Hakoma now. Hakoma, as we saw once already, is when the husband or father hears the neder, he hears about the neder, and he says that he is interested in the neder, that he does want it to exist and continue to obligate her. Once he's done Hakoma, he is no longer able to do Afara. The question is, is one able to do Hakoma before the neder has actually been made? Says the mission, he has not said anything because Hakoma before the neder is made is invalid. It could be... The reason is just because there's nothing to do Hakoma on. Hakoma is building on the nether. The nether has been made, and he is saying that I want this to continue to exist. If it doesn't exist yet, then he's not able to do that. Alternatively, the reason is that since there are certainly nedarim, which if she were to make, the husband would not be happy with, not any nether which she makes will be happy with. So Hakoma done before she's made the nether cannot be judged as full Hakoma. He might not really want the nether, and therefore it's invalid. However, Harim Mufarin, if he says in advance of the nether that it should be annulled, that he does not want the nether, Rebeliezer says that it is a valid hafara. Because most people will always annul their wife's nether. One prefers that his wife is not bound by any nedarim. So if he annuls the vows in advance, he does it with full knowledge and intent, and therefore, according to Rebeliezer, it is valid. However, the nether is not annulled, because the first nedarim can also not be done until the nether has been made. Omar Beliezer, Beliezer said to the Chachomim, in Haven, Nadorim Shabolichal Isur, if one is able to annul Nadorim, which are already in a state of forbidding somebody, and yet the Torah still allows one to go against that, and to destroy and remove the Neder, so all the more so, Layofen Nadorim Shabolichal Isur, is he not able to do Afara on Nadorim which have not yet reached that stage of obligating him? Obligating her? Meaning it's easier to stop something starting than to destroy it once it's already started. Omulay the Chachom said to Rebeliezer, you're right, logically that might be correct. However, Harehu Oimer, the Pasuk says, Her husband will do Hakoma and say that he does want the neder, or her husband will say that he does not want the neder. We see in this Pasuk that Hakoma and Hafara are compared to each other. And therefore, something which has reached the category one is able to do hakoma, so in that case, you're also able to do afara. But in a situation where one is not able to do hakoma, because everybody agrees in the first part of the Mishnah that before the nether has been made, one is not able to do hakoma. Therefore, in such a situation, one is also not able to do hafara, because they are compared to each other in the Pasuk.